Hello and welcome to On the Record, the podcast of the Cuyahoga County Common Police Court. I'm your host, Darren Toms, and as always, we hope you enjoy our discussions about the court and the legal system. Today, we're talking to Judge Carolyn Friedland, who will be retiring at the end of the year. Judge, hello. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Morning. How long have you served on this bench? It will be 30 years on January 9th. My retiring date is January 8th. My last day will be January 8th, and that will be 30 years. So tell us a bit about your education and your career path before you became a judge. What made you uh, want to reach this point in your career? I went to law school when my youngest child, who is now 47, was in kindergarten. So I, I went nights to Cleveland Marshall and took me five years to graduate, uh, at which point I went into practice with another woman. We basically job shared a practice, and our focus was primarily on domestic relations. In 1988, there was a movement by Eleanor Smeal. It was called a Fund for the Feminist Majority. And the focus of the group was to flood the market, if you will, with women candidates at all levels. And at that time, in 1988, I was one of the few women lawyers who had enough experience to be able to run for judge. And the thinking was that you would run and you would lose, but your name would be out there so that you would, you know, be in the mix, so to speak. And I agreed to do it. Well, once I got into it, I liked campaigning and I decided I wasn't in the race to lose. So I took on an incumbent Democrat who had been a Celeste appointment and one. So that's how I got here. Basically, it was not something I had contemplated doing. It was more or less, I was thrown into the mix. And once I got into it, I was very happy. And of course, I love the It's a great job. Do you still enjoy the campaigning after you got I love the campaigning. I, I know some people despise it, but I loved the glad handing. And I had two, I had an opponent initially. I defeated the incumbent Democrat and I did have a a Republican opponent. And the second time I had another Republican opponent who was just a total gentleman. And it was the nicest race. The plain dealer, I forget how they described it, but we were basically very congenial. And then after the second time, I had no opposition, but I still campaigned. When you look at our bench now, it seems pretty evenly split between men and women. How has that changed since you came on the bench? When I came on the bench, there were two women. I'm sorry, three. Stephanie Tubbs-Jones, Lillian Green, and Patty Gaughan. And you were sweetmates with uh, Stephanie Tubbs-Jones, correct? I was. We were good friends. Do you think at that point being a female uh, helped you or hindered you? I think it helped. I think it helped. I was very active. I had been, I think even that year I was president of Women's Space. And so I had a, a strong female following, basically. I was out there as part of the, um, the women's community which was very helpful to me. As your retirement approaches, what do you think has really changed about how the legal system works now compared to perhaps when you were sworn in for the first time? Well, in the civil area, it's it's totally night and day with arbitration, you know, forced arbitration and mediation and um, tort reform to a great extent so that the civil practice has really shrunk substantially. Criminally, also, there's a totally different focus with, particularly the current 
prosecuting attorney's office. And I think it's much more, well, open discovery was huge in terms of the criminal practice. So that it's a, it's a much more realistic outcome, I believe, than in the past. When you look back on your legal career, either as an attorney or a judge, are there any cases that really stick out in your mind as memorable? Oh, sure. I I had the first death penalty that was carried out in, I believe it was 1998 or 99. It was Wilfred Berry, who was known as the volunteer. And that really opened the floodgates, basically, to there had been no death penalties carried out in the state of Ohio for a period of 30-something in the mid-60s. So that case certainly sticks out in my mind, and I think that was like, it was early in my career that 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 took place. And don't forget, I had no criminal background. Was that that difficult for you when you got onto the bench, uh, to dealing with... Not really, not really. I mean, the Ohio Revised Code is fairly self-explanatory, and my colleagues were very helpful, and I was, when I did practice, I practiced with a group of criminal lawyers. We shared office space, so that was very helpful as well. Good support group. Yeah. (laughs) Young attorneys getting into the business, what kind of advice would you have for them as they start the legal profession? To be perfectly flip, I would say go to medical school. (laughs) But just believe in what you do and believe in your your client and your client's best interests. What big plans do you have for retirement? I have none. I want to travel. I have grandchildren in New York City and in Savannah, Georgia, and so I'll spend a great deal of time in both of those places. Uh, But other than that, I certainly would not practice law. I have no interest in being a visiting judge, so I'll play it by ear. So when you hang up the gavel in the robe, you're hanging it up. I am hanging it up. I'll probably go on inactive status as an attorney and keep my options open in case I change my mind. Well, Judge, congratulations on your retirement and and such a distinguished career. It's been a great run. Judge Carolyn Friedland, we wish you the best in retirement, and thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. You are quite welcome. Thank you.